Hey guys, I just wanted to apologize for the audio quality of this episode. We had uh, really bad audio problems while we were recording this. Uh, didn't really know until we got to the end of it. And uh, I'm honestly, I'm just so new to editing these episodes that I'm not exactly sure how to fix uh, these issues. But uh, they get fixed in the future. But for this particular episode, it's not great. Uh, but Sarah was just such a wonderful guest that we couldn't throw this episode away. It, it's really good, in my opinion. So I, I'm really sorry for the audio quality of it. But uh, here's the show. There's too many homelosers, too many trammers, but I like to watch them for rotten treasure. Hey, you. Uh, welcome to the podcast. This is Rotten Treasures. We watched Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I'm Jim O'Donnell, and with me is uh, Kai Bobby. Hello. And our special guest, Sarah Carter. Hello. What, Sarah, what's your relationship with the Home Alone series in general? Uh, it was one of the very few children's movies I was actually allowed to watch as a child. Were you not allowed to l- watch a lot of children's movies as a child? I just, I just wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies. Uh, my my parents were like really strict. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch Rugrats because they're like they ate belly lint. Like, I don't know. My parents were weird. I love them, but they're weird. I'm weird. We're all weird. Oh, yeah. you sound like our friend Nate. Yeah, no, my my roommate uh, and friend here it was also not allowed to to watch a lot of things. I mean, I probably shouldn't been listening to like Adam Sandler's CD at like you know second grade. But I was definitely absorbing a lot of content like this as a kid. No problem. Oh, my parents were like, here's a Christian cassette tape. Let's listen to this. <laughs> I mean, was it good? It was pretty funny. The, the dude's name was Patch the Pirate. Okay. <laughs> he, like, lost his eye as a youth and, like, wore, a pa- like, a patch as a shtick. And then, of course, you know, thought that it'd be great to go around to Christian summer camps and like youth groups dressed as a pirate you know because pirates are known for their uh strong morals and not <laughs> raping <other> people <laughs> they're known for their christianity <laughs> yeah they're like hmm, we don't steal gold kill people or rape people no <laughs> we don't do that let's make a christian singing band <laughs> that's amazing oh they're like the wiggles yeah, actually, like, I mean, I enjoyed it as a child, but, wait, wait, like... Wait. You couldn't... Wow, okay, wow. No, that's great. That's fantastic. They were promoting yeah. pirates. That was fine. I mean, okay. I played with a lot of pirates as a kid, so... Yeah. That's, it's, that's fair. Pirates are just a kid thing. And then you find out when you watch Pirates of the Caribbean when you're 11 years old that they are actually dangerous. And don't... Don't do that. <laughs> but... The movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose we should talk about this. Um, so I want to, I want to, I want to just start and say that I watched this on DVD that my sister gave me. Um, can I please just read some of the things on this amazing little little rectangle here? The DVD case. Is, Hit me with it. Yeah. Is one of the quotes Tim Curry is a master of eyebrows? It should be. And smiles. I wrote, he has a great Grinch face. Because I yeah, no. the fade from the Grinch face to his, and I was like, oh. Tim no, Curry. it's legitimately scary. It bothered me. Tim Curry uh, just, just popped into my brain when you said Grinch. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's, he looks like Benedict Cumberbatch's father, but with more eyebrow. I, 
I don't. Oh wait, the Grinch looks like that. No, uh, Tim Curry. Oh, okay. Wait, now I'm very confused. Because the Grinch, I was like, yeah, I'm on board. They got the they got the oh. weird same chin, but like. Oh, the the Benedict Cumberbatch was the voice of the Grinch. Oh, but really? now it makes now it makes me want to see Benedict Cumberbatch's Frankenfurter. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, sweet. <laughs> no, it says America's smallest hero takes a giant bite out of the Big Apple. That just got me really amped when I saw it. That's, um, that's not even true. Stuart Little is our smallest hero. Yeah, actually, that's a very valid point. Um, they uh, got really excuse me, Thumbelina. They got really uh, silly. Indian in the cupboard. <laughs> On the front of the DVD, Kevin Meth- uh, Kevin McAllister is seen reading a uh, the New York newspaper, is what it's called. <laughs> the <laughs> New York the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't afford to use Times. And on the back, it's uh, the Statue of Liberty doing the Kevin McAllister, like, smack his hands against his, uh, his cheeks face. And oh, then man. it just says at the top, the back page. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they went all out writing these jokes for the oh, DVD cover. I, I absolutely love it. Um, yeah, if I can, I gotta read the. Can I read the the plot synopsis on the back of this thing? Oh, please do, because we were gonna do a plot synopsis, but this okay. is much better. That, okay, well, straight from the mouth of the babe. This is what they. Uh, this is what they wanted us to know. Great news, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> so they get really pumped right away. Kevin McAllister, aka Macaulay Culkin is spending the holidays in New York City. Bad news! His parents are spending it in Florida. Separated once again from his family, Kevin manages to find food, lodging, and fun using his dad's credit card. But his big spending solo act takes a dangerous turn when the wet bandits Harry and Marv escape prison and also land in the Big Apple, because why wouldn't they also just on the same day land in the Big Apple? It doesn't say that. Now, Kevin must outrun and outprank them again in this high-flying adventure with twice the ingenuity, twice the kid power, and twice the laughs as the original, making heavy promises. I like they settled for only twice. Like They could have gone like 10 times all those things, and they were like, no, two is enough. Yeah, well, I mean, how much kid power do you really need? I really like that they listed off all of his survival skills. It makes me wonder, like, what if Kevin McAllister was, like, on the original Survivor? Oh, my God. Oh. He would get voted off so quickly because he is such a detriment to the other team. He, they need to get rid of him because he is going to he's gonna win the whole thing, and they got to get rid of him fast. But wouldn't they want him as the ally? They because would. he's so mischievous, and he could probably, like manipulated to win it's cool it's chris who's the who's the guy who hosts survivor it's not chris harrison it's um <laughs> oh, he's just the bachelor right i don't jeff know i don't know probst. jeff probst oh fun fact about jeff probst if you look for uh look if you google jeff probst dick you'll find pictures of him like holding his junk doing it oh wow now. i mean i'm doing it yeah i immediately started doing it when you said <laughs> if you <laughs> google <laughs> Oh, Jeff Probst nudes? Question. Yeah, that's the first thing I got on, on Reddit. Is that what you're going into? Oh, there's a GIF. Oh, I'm no, so excited. Not not what I wanted. <sighs> Mine's not loading. Oh, wow. Mine said I got a picture of him being a naked cook. Does that count? Well, I'm really glad that we looked this up. I like that the, uh, one comment says, Jeff Probst has a pretty big wiener. <laughs> 
I'm glad I saw that today. Wow. <laughs> I can I'm just now gonna watch need Survivor. A <laughs> I can now watch Survivor and go, I've seen that man's dick. Wait, are there still are they still making Survivor? Are they still surviving? Oh yeah. of course they are. It's been they really are? years. Oh wow. It's okay, I haven't maker. I haven't watched an episode in easily like ten years. Let's see I've what I've never it... seen an episode ever. Wow. I used to watch no. it with my family and then they I'm voted. A Survivor me off. Virgin. Your family voted you off, Jim? Yeah, we all watched it and then just one day they were like, You know what, Jim? We're sick of you. We're voting you off and then I cried and went to my room. And then they were like, Ugh, thank God. And then, and then they continued to again. They continued to watch it without you? Yeah. There was this radio show that I was obsessed with when I had Sirius uh, XM. And they would do, like, instead of fantasy football, because I listened to the Entertainment Weekly uh, station, instead of fantasy football, they did, like, Fantasy Survivor and, like, the Fantasy The Bachelor. And they would, like, pick people on their team and they would get points for, like, who stayed or, like, who did certain things. Like, who got a kiss? Who got a rose? Who oh, my went, God. When did fireworks show up on their screen? Like... I thought that was clever. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's probably the only way I'd watch The Bachelor. <laughs> Me too. Or if I had a lot of <laughs> lot of wine. Right. If I had a lot of friends who watched The Bachelor, I would watch it every single week. That's honestly the only... Because fr- I do have a friend that watched The Bachelor, but I'm not going to go watch it just with one person. No. That's new podcast idea? No. no. <laughs> Bachelor's in quarantine i will come up with something i'm I'm sure it'll come to us sarah what what is your favorite part of home alone 2 (laughs) just i want to go right to it or not even favorite part but just like the section of the of the film that you're like about oh man um i liked i like the bird lady Okay. No, no, the favorite part of the movie was when, like, he at the end he handed her one of the uh, turtle doves, and he's Mm. like, "Because you have this turtle dove, and I have this other turtle dove, we'll be friends forever." Yeah. Don't worry, I'll never forget you. I promise. I believe. Yeah, me as a ten-year-old boy will not forget you. I mean, I hope he doesn't. I don't think he does. does I I think that Macaulay Culkin is still friends with her. I don't oh really? Know. She might be dead. Let's find out. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she's still alive. I think she's in her seventies. Would you? Look I want to see murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jim. <laughs> I really want to look at your search history after this podcast is over with all the things you're now googling. Yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Rip Taylor's in this. And There's so- a lot Rip of Ta- great. Is he Mr. Duncan? No, <laughs> no, he's celeb number one. Oh, that's unfortunate. That means he's somewhere in the background. How did I miss Rip Taylor? I mean, he was famous at that time. I believe the actual title for... You never got a name for Pigeon Lady? I think it is just Pigeon Lady, by the way. Oh, I just loved her. She was just so sweet. And I love that she had, like, a swarm of birds that she, like, rallied against uh, Harry and Marv. And oh, the yeah, bird no. seeds stuck really well to them. I was impressed at the, the coverage. I think she's done that before. Like, there was no way that she just... I mean, I guess she could have just been, like, impulse. Like, this is what you do in order to get bad guys away. You cover them in birds. But it just she, seemed like it, she was ready to go with that trick. She, she mentioned a former love. Wink, wink. Right. I wonder if that was the first time she used that trick. Mm. <laughs> Hashtag murder-suicide. 
Yeah, Jesus she Christ. She was a ghost the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like the idea that she was a ghost the whole time, actually. That's fantastic. She is alive. I mean, how do you think she got in the second... How do you think she got into the second floor of that theater, like, Phantom of the Opera style? She's a ghost. Well, no, I mean, like, well, Kevin, Kevin Shows leaves. up with Birdseed right when he needs her. She's a ghost. Mm. I loved her because, like, I loved that part because I was like, I, I was like, oh, I love that he's in the lights and no one noticed her. How did she get up there? Did she fly up there like the from the like the p- pigeon man in Hey Arnold? Does she do that? Does she have all the cords and like he flies her away? <laughs> that is a possibility. I actually would love that. Uh, she is alive, by the way. The actress. Her name is Brenda Fricker. Yeah, Brenda Fricker. That's uh, an A plus last name. She has an Academy Award. She is Best Supporting Actress for My Left Foot. That's a movie? Yes. That is a, uh, it's a very good movie about hmm. uh, a guy, it's Daniel Day-Lewis, and he can only use his left foot. I, uh, I thought a really silly thing between Kevin McAllister and Pigeon Lady was just, like, he tried to convince her to try talking and, like, opening herself up to strangers again after years of not doing it by comparing like rollerblade usage did anyone else have that bother them (laughs) i mean she even says it like people aren't rollerblades you know and i thought this one thing i think i appreciate about the uh home alone movies is that they're like so outlandish but then there's like this voice like slight bit of normalcy that like grounds it like hey i'm not a rollerblade or like when they yell at tim curry like you knew this kid was uh by himself and you didn't call the police oh my god yes thank you for pointing that out because that did bother me that like tim curry as a grown man just or as a grown human who cares he just like yeah no i'm just gonna totally mess with this kid it's important to me that for my work day i mess with a 10 year old kid and like win <laughs> there's one part where they take it to looney town and it's my it's one of my favorite parts of the entire film it and it's when Marv gets electrocuted by little <gasps> Kev- like by Kevin's like yes. torture chamber, and he goes full skeleton. Well, yeah, look. First they have his hair frizz out, and then he just goes full skeleton, shaking, because they just needed to take it to like to Baloney Town. To be fair, that's what my hair looks like when I touch an electric socket. Really? No, but it it does look like that when it's eighty five degrees out. <laughs> I, once again, as we said in the last one. I could watch those two get go through traps for three hours. This yeah. could have been a three-hour movie of them, of them just stumbling around a house, getting hit with paint cans, and I would have been like, perfect movie. Home Alone oh. 4. <laughs> I loved when they were like, oh, we're going we're gonna to one-up this kid. Like, we know his tricks. This is what we did last <laughs> year. One paint can, two paint can, big rod to my face. I, I think I said... <laughs> I love how committed they were to it, too. Like, oh, right in the schnoz. Oh. He's like, oh, boy, that really hurt. <laughs> I really hope that they just said something. Like, I wanted them to say something. Those acting classes really paid off, huh, Marv? You know, like. Am I a clown to you? <laughs> <laughs> Do I amuse you? The one thing I can't get over is Joe Pesci's like noises, like he's like. <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like a dude coming painfully. Well, that and he also does the frickin' 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 frickin'. I'm gonna tell you, 
I was watching that, I was like, oh, what a funny thing to do. And then as I was coming over to my desk to record this, I mm-hmm. smashed my foot on a uh, skateboard and I went, <laughs> and I went oh my God, it's real. I guess it happens when you injure yourself. So when something hits your head, does your hat like spurt off to the side and show one big bald round thing? It, it and does then I actually. do the most impressive handstand into a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I was so impressed by that. I was like, good on you, Joe Pesci. I know it's not you, but like, good for you. Because he's an Olympian when he's not, you know, like robbing people's houses. You mean like uh, Kevin's older sister, Hillary Wolf? Is she really an Olympian? Yeah, we talked about this. Uh, so, um, oh, fun facts I got to learn last time, but I get to relearn them. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> His older sister, uh, Hillary Wolf. I forget what her name is in the movie. I can look it up. She was. Uh, she represented uh, the United States in the 1996 and 2000 Olympics for judo. Interesting. Oh, wow. Megan McAllister. Um, is did they it- actually? Did she go? Did she legally change her name to Megan McAllister when she? She did it. Yeah, that's what happens. They go. Everyone. Everyone goes. Where? What's your relation to the Home Alone movie? And then she says, "I'm Megan McAllister." They said, "You're in." Great. Isn't um one of his brothers or his co- like his yeah the younger cousin is his actual brother, Kieran yes. Culkin. But the mm-hmm. other like the other redheaded one, that was um the older Pete from Pete and Pete, right? Yeah. Oh no way, I, really? I noticed that guy and I was like, "Hey, that's Pete." Oh no way. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's the- Pete. Let's He's the one who says you're such a disease in the first one, right? That's what you're talking about? I uh, think yeah. so. Oh, Fuller was in uh, season two of Fargo. That's interesting. I didn't know that he still worked. What, Kiernan? Yeah, Kieran Culkin. Uh, he's in another... Um, Kieran? Kieran. He's in a bunch of indie movies. He was in something called Maybe Baby. And uh, I think uh, Nick's, Nick... Um, uh, what's uh, Ron Swanson's full name? Nick uh, Offerman. Offerman. Yeah. I, know I don't know why I just blanked on that. Uh, no, he no was in it too, but it's like about this. Um, they have like this subset of like genetically formed babies that never grow old. They always stay a baby, and so they're trying to like offload all these like <laughs> always babies. Infinity babies. Infinity baby. That's weird. That's like super yes. babies. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, good. Uh, You're we welcome, promote America. A- yeah, I was going to say, we promote Amazon Prime here. <laughs> Even though I watched no, no, no. this on uh, uh, HBO Max. HBO Max, give us money. I think it's a fair request. <laughs> uh, I liked, I think I asked this question last time, but who do you think had, had it worse, Harry or Marv, this time around? Um, oh, Marv. Yeah, yeah I mean, he got, Marv. Yeah, he got, a, he got a couple bricks to the face just to kick it off. He got four bricks to the face, and I that was the only part of the movie I legitimately laughed out loud at. Was it because <laughs> the way he says Harry? No, it's the way that uh, Harry keeps not getting hit in the face. It's, yeah. it's so dumb, but like... It's my favorite thing, how he just he just moves out of the way, and then it gets hit in the face. And the last one, I was like, surely they're going to hit Joe Pesci in the face this time. And it hits him again! What a great joke! Rule of threes. <laughs> the rule of threes. And they subverted it. It was perfect. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I, I think Daniel Stern gets most of like the most of the laughs for me in this movie. But he, when he just goes, Harry, <laughs> Harry, like he just can't quite say it right. 
I don't know. He's adorable. I really like when he like he grabs the doorknob and it comes oh. out the string and he's just pulling it and pulling it. And he, my favorite part is he's like pulling it. You're like, oh, he's gonna get hit in the dick. And then he turns around. You're like, he's gonna get hit in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so and they had to lock both. So wasn't he the one who they were like? Uh, why would they fill a rope with gasoline? And then <laughs> Kevin <laughs> rip, the, rip the match and there's fire all the way down. He said, why would anyone soak a rope in kerosene? <sighs> I mean, to be fair, why would anyone... Like, honestly, Kevin McAllister, that's sadistic. I think that might be... Is that one of the worst things he's done? Because he almost lit them, lit them aflame. A few know, times. He turned Marvin into a skeleton. Yeah, actually, yeah, good point. That's pretty bad. But he saved an orphanage at Christmas. A children's mm. hospital at Christmas. Is that what it was? Yeah. He Kevin? saved the... Yeah, he yeah, saved I mean, Christmas. Oh, yes. for the, By smashing the, the rock. I, yeah. I was reading all the threats they gave. Because uh, I like... I hope your parents gave you a... Gave you a tombstone for Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I liked that one. And I don't care if I get the chair. I'm killing that kid. What a... Whoa. I mean, they put a gun in his face at one point. Um, and it's a very gooey gun, but it's still a gun. I wrote, what a goopy gun. I'm trying to shoot him. I'm trying to shoot him. <laughs> Man, these guys really hate Christmas. Bringing yeah. it back to the Grinch. They hate Christmas. Oh, Actually, yeah, why do they have to keep robbing on Christmas? Why can't they just, like, rob on other days? Oh, it's just the days that they're out of jail. <laughs> Perfect, good timing. They're only out of jail on Christmas. They're all, yeah. That's it. That was, that was what Santa brought them. A one-day free card from, from jail. <laughs> and then they go right back in. Uh, they get that boxing. one cop. That's why they call it Boxing Day. They box them back to jail. Uh... <laughs> So I accidentally forgot to bring it down from my, my bedroom here, but I actually have a talk boy. Oh, yeah, you talked about this last time. About, yeah. Because I, I immediately saw the talk boy and went, nah, there's that, there's that talk boy Kai loves. No, I mean, I found out it's worth, like, you know, money, so I got to hold on to this baby. I had a talk boy. Um, yeah. I had a talk boy pen, and I remember asking Ooh. for an actual talk boy. But, like, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, so, like, that was when my parents got the pen. But there was Talk Boy and Talk Girl. And oh, I yeah. remember, as, like, a 12-year-old, I was very, like, subversive of gender roles. And I'm like, I don't want the Talk Girl one. Get yeah. me the one that they used in the movie. I don't need a special pink one. <sighs> I mean, that's literally it. They changed the color. At least they didn't, like, change the mechanics of it or whatever. I like mean, they do with Legos. Legos. <laughs> Some, at least, I, I don't know if they did it, but sometimes when they do that, they jack up the price for girl stuff. And it's like, yeah. it's just pink. That's all you did different. Uh, and purple. So you gotta give it that. Purple is Some, a royal color. Sometimes <laughs> glitter. Oh yeah, well, no, that's that, nice actually. I can justify paying more for glitter though. because I'd glitter. always pay more for glitter. At this point in my life, yes, absolutely. So a couple random, uh, one of the things that I found out later after watching the movie was that there's a conspiracy theory. Does anyone else look into this? No. I mean, there's, is it the same oh. as the first one where Elvis is in this one too? Wait, Elvis was supposedly in the first one too? Did we also talk about this on the first episode of the podcast for like 20 minutes last time? Kai, wait, did wait, you really? hear about it? Is that your conspiracy theory? theory? Is that there's a conspiracy theory about the conspiracy theory? No, 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 no. I just somehow can't remember things. Uh, it's been two weeks, Jim. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair amount of time to forget a thing. To be fair, this is also like 
This is also like the fourth time you've said. Did we talk about this last time? Yeah, that's fair. Actually, <laughs> we came I'm, up with our own conspiracies, and there was time talk- travel involved. <laughs> Did we talk about Tupac at the time? I feel like I kind of remember this. <laughs> I don't remember Tupac. Uh, but yes, Elvis is alive and well in this. What was the what, what was the conspiracy for this one? No, it was just that there's a there's a shot of him in the uh, the airport. That was in the. Is that the first one? one? God a, damn it! <laughs> we talked about that so long. I think I have an old fact in my notes. Welcome to the segment called Old Facts. Did, are you just reusing your first your notes from the first one? We're actually redoing the first one right now. We didn't do a very good job, so we <laughs> well, we're doing it again. Well, back back to of, one. That's the joke of this movie is that it's just the first one, except there's no, somewhere else. That is so fair because there are so many. Just like we got to make sure we slightly reference that they just poke fun at the first one so much. Like when they go, "We did it again," and then they face the camera. And then high five. Do they really they high five? five? <laughs> no, they don't. They oh, run they around <laughs> in chaos, though. Well, also, why are they the only ones responsible for waking an entire family up? I Like, the first one, it made sense because the electricity went out in the whole house. But this okay. one, it's just like one clock gets unplugged, and they're like, oh, fuck, we're all late now. Right. Uncle Uncle Frank, like, complains about it. He's like, you know, the wake-up call service here, whatever. It's just like, dude, you, you're, a, you're an adult. You can wake yourself up. <laughs> Uncle Frank is a way bigger jerk this time around. The first one, he's like, ah, he's just an uncle. Sometimes he's a little, like, uncle but, like, whatever. But in this one, he is like, yo, fuck that kid. He sucks. I'm gonna smack him in the face if he keeps peeping on me in the shower. Yeah, he... <laughs> but, man, like, what foresight that Kevin has that he, like, takes his talk boy in to, like, be his uncle in the shower and records him. Like, mm, I think he had that one coming. He did the bit with the the mannequin when he did, when he finally used oh, the, that. Yeah, are we talking about the? Got, he's got the ropes. The and inflatable he's a clown. Move. Yeah, well, no, I love it. That's the callback, right? Because they did it with mannequins in the first movie, but now they're doing it with an inflatable clown. That will what? never get old for me. That could be in literally every single movie. I could be watching Schindler's List, and they're like, "We got to trick Hitler," and they got like mannequins going around the house with with jump ropes. I would be laughing at that. Well, this actually that this sad, bothers sad me. Movie. In this movie, because he has, like, what, maybe 60 seconds to make it so uh, Tim Curry believes that someone else is in this hotel room, right? Yeah. And the thing he has set up is, like, has, like, a pulley system. It's, like, rigged up with, like, pencils that have taped, uh, like, to be, like, the handles for this very complicated, you know, rigged up fake moving clown what do you i don't know what you call it but it's just ridiculous and somehow he has the, the exact moment of his uncle's tirade lined up because i don't know if you guys remember like rewinding and mm-hmm. rewinding and trying to find the perfect spot it's yeah. impossible it took me at least three minutes to do like i could have listened to the whole song over and over again but i had to keep rewinding so i could listen to the one perfect moment on the jewel album in 1994 <laughs> Well, I mean, he did the same thing with the movie, right? Like, he just had it ready to go to, to oh, yeah. convince everybody. He just like, just in case I need to scare someone later and make them think I have a weapon in the area that I'm in, I should probably keep this at this exact spot in this film. And how does three adults not realize that it's a movie? Like, sound from a TV is a lot different 
oh, than yeah. sound from like I get that it was in the nineties, but like right. you could still tell the difference. I'm sorry, that was five adults because the uh, security guards was with them. Oh yeah, because they did the bit right. where he goes, "You've been smooching with everybody, Cliff," and then it cuts to the Cliff on the end. He's like, "Oh, Whoa, oh hold on, oh. you are not gonna skip by Mo uh, with the gimpy leg or uh, oh ch- cheeks." I think Cheeks is one of them. I didn't write um, any of the names down, but they were all funny. Oh, my God. Uh, I just really laughed at the bit where he says, and Cliffy, and then they all look at Cliff. No, that's a lie. <laughs> and they have, like, this air of, like, this might have happened. Like, I could see Cliff and uh, Tim Curry hooking up. They seem, like, they seem like they're compatible with each other. I can see that. That'd be cute. Oh, Tim Curry. So, there are people that believe on the internet that it was an intentional like clown move with Tim Curry because of the movie it right like they could have chosen inflatable anything but they went with a clown I'm gonna look up real quick what year it came out the movie right I know the book came out in 1984 don't come at me don't at me uh, wait this movie came out in no this came 1992. out in 1992 yeah same year I was born I'm sorry that I brought down the mood no, 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 it's good. I want to have this dead air. Let's. This is the part, this is the segment where Jim looks something up. He, that movie came out in 1990, so you might be right. Uh, that could have been it. I mean, honestly, I, I just started looking up weird facts after that I stopped watching this movie. I needed to know a lot of weird things about this movie. Oh, you, you're saying weird facts. My favorite weird fact was that... Um, after one scene, Macaulay Culkin asked Joe Pesci why he never smiled. Pesci told him, shut up. <laughs> am i a clown to you <laughs> i wonder i mean honestly the fact that he bit his re- like finger in real life in the first one i think he has it out for macaulay culkin i don't think he likes him i think he's a method actor <laughs> he, he said he's pampered a lot by people but not me but i think he likes it oh my god joe pesci's a card guys He's a card? Yeah, he's a card. What is that like? Is that a move? Like, what do you mean? You never he's heard fun. someone call someone a card? No. Like, he's like, a funny guy. Yeah, like, ah, look at us, couple of cards. He's good. I mean, I like him. I like him when he does comedy. This little duo is absolutely fantastic. I wish Home Alone 6 was actually bringing them back. I would love it if Marvin Wait. Harry have a, a spot in it. Are they doing Home Alone 6? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it's it coming with out. Mo- Please tell me Kevin McAllister's the dad. Oh, I, that'd be perfect. Honestly, I, I don't... Anything I've looked into it, I don't think he's into it, but I bet he's into it. Like, they're going to put him in it at some point, you know? You know, he's 40 now. Wow. He just posted something on his 40th birthday. He's like, you think you're old? Or he's or like, want to feel old? I'm 40. Oh, my God. Oh, this is weird. What's that? It's written by one of the College Humor people. Street the whole Seidel. movie? Yeah. It's Treater Seidel and Mikey Day. I mean, they did Mikey a good job Day. to keep the isn't, essence of the first one. Isn't Mikey Day, is he, isn't he on SNL? Yes. He was a, he's a writer. Oh, and he's a feature player in the 42nd season. Oh, yeah. He plays, uh, he plays, uh, one of the, one of the Trump boys. I think he's Don Jr. Yep. That's weird. That, that is the first thing. He did it for his audition, actually. Don Jr.? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a Rich. choice. <laughs> Uh, a brief little thing. It's weird you mention it, because Donald Trump isn't in this movie. Uh, I tried to forget about that. I mean, he only has one line, right? 
super quick. Yeah, it was yeah. like it's down there and to the left or something. I was perfectly happy with the amount that I saw him considering I had to see him. There were some Trump-related facts. Um, so he actually ripped up the whole plaza in order to make it so Kevin McAllister could do the little slide in his belly thing. Um, and then he ended up liking it, so we ended up just keeping it and not putting the carpet back in, like, the main lobby. He owned that hotel, and, like, they actually used, like, the real number of the plaza in the movie instead of a 555 number. Oh, that's like, interesting. I think this was the first and only time he's been nice to a child, and it was scripted. Yeah. That was about right. <laughs> Yeah, I want to get away from that as quick as possible. So, All right, uh, so we're done. Uh, yeah, we're at the podcast <laughs> over. Goodbye, everyone. Let's, Angels with filthier souls? No, I'm not going to go right back into that. Let's just fly away from this uh, this topic. I'm making myself laugh. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I'm trying to think about things that bother me about this movie, and not much, because I like... No, I like hold it. on, actually, I like, I like this movie more. Yeah, I was just going to say, I like it more. Is it more or less for you? Sarah, one or two? Which one's your uh, your go-to film? One. One? That's yeah. fair. I will say, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this surprised me, Home Alone 1 has a... Let me look real quick. I should have prepped this before I started talking. 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, This one has a 33%. Home Alone 2 has a 33%? Yeah. Why do I like it so much more? I like it more, too, because I, I know it's just a rehash of the first one, and they keep saying it, too. They're, they don't let us not know that. Ooh, excuse me. Um, but Keep that in. There's a <laughs> <laughs> Don't cut that stuff out. Uh, it's all getting cut out. Uh, this whole podcast getting cut. Um, <laughs> but, like, there's they do a lot more things. Like, in the first one, he's just kind of hanging out for a lot of the movie, and it's just him being like, oh, let's see what wacky hijinks a child at home alone could do. I'll get a um, toothbrush. Yeah, he buys a toothbrush, <laughs> and then he steals it, and then he runs for the police. In this one, Tim Curry gives him a lot more to do. Well, it's kind of like they have two subsets of villains, right? Like, they've mm-hmm. got, like, the Marv and Harry, and then they've got, like, Tim Curry and Rob Schneider. Mm. Um which and is then, great that Rob Schneider's in this movie, but keep going. <laughs> no, I mean, but that's just two, they're two subsets of villains. Like when Marvin right. ha- Harry can't be there, like he's got another like little demon crawling after him. But also, I just really loved that they kept giving uh, Rob Schneider gum <laughs> as a tip. He's like cool. When they, and then when Buzz gives him like the chewed up one, he's like, hmm, nice fat. Nice family. I also just loved all the little marketing plugs because the gum is fruit stripe gum. Yes. Like, oh, it is. There's like chalk after marketing, like marketing pull after marketing push after marketing push in this movie. Fuller, this is ha- Fuller drinks Coke in this one. In the first one, he drinks Pepsi. And in this one, he drinks Coke to uh, before he pees the bed. And I, one of my favorite parts is when he wakes up in bed and he's the only one in bed because he wets the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's <laughs> surrounded by Coke cans. Yeah, that to- makes total sense. Actually, they, they even put more Coke in the, the limo scene when he has mm-hmm. Coca-Cola in a champagne glass. Yeah, it, uh, this is the height of luxury. We all know John Wayne, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we also talk about Catherine O'Hara as a bad mom? Like, And the oh, yeah. l- multitude of bad moms that she's been in most 
like a good chunk of the movies like you've got penelope where she's a horrible shitty mom who hides her daughter away because she's got pig nose and pig ears and then you know i mean she has a wonderful character arc on schitt's creek but she's a pretty shitty mom right 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 oh kevin kevin i love my kevin but like she then leaves him every year yeah Yeah. it's pretty bad I would be extra thorough on this second one. I mean, it's only been a year, I believe. It hasn't been two Christmases. This is the next Christmas, I believe. Because they say all the time, remember what happened last year? No. We can't do this again. When they were, when they were with <laughs> not, the police officer, and they were just like, you know, has he ever been, you know, like, left alone, you know, by it? They're just like, oh, this is kind of becoming like a family McAllister, you know, like, tradition. And then kind of laugh. Like, like what is it, uh... Like, Dad McAllister is just like, uh, but you know, luckily enough, we never lose our luggage. <laughs> like, I, I love that what, joke. What, is, what a thing to joke about at a time of the second time your kid is completely abandoned. And it's also not Kevin's fault this time. Like, none of no. the times really was his fault. Like, he was following, his dad was just rushing too hard and no. lost track of him. Like, he's not, like, 10 years old. Like, what is it they expect from him? I, I did love that it was one of those classic coat mix-ups that always that I see a lot <laughs> in movies where you're like, there he is, a man who's wearing the exact same coat as my father. Well, don't worry, they're going to have security checks that would make sure that you didn't mix up the wrong coat person, you know, like as thorough as being like, oh yeah, that's him over there. That's my real dad. I belong on this flight. This is a pre-9-11 world. <laughs> you know, and like when he's like yelling at Tim Curry at the end, he's like, what do you mean you didn't go look for the kid? You've just been harassing my child instead of reporting him to the police? Like, if this movie was made in 2020, he'd be yeah. like, I'm going to sue the fucking pants off of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> this hotel is going to be mine. They had it in them to, after all that, to charge them over, like, for all of the room service, the $970 some odd dollars. $967. Yeah. I mean, dollars. We'll, Thank you. We'll give you, we'll give you the, like, the penthouse suite at the plaza for free but yeah. we do room service bah yep. you gotta pay for that that makes sense yeah you treated us badly that one time when you gave him gum <laughs> pay it pay up kiddo actually wait i need to pay for say- pay for all that flan and custard your child ordered <laughs> I, I love how much of a dick kevin McAllister is when uh rob snyder comes back and like he, kevin McAllister offers him a tip and Rob's like, no, 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 I still got some tip from earlier, and like shows the gum or whatever a little bit. Yeah. And then he just busts out the 50s. He's like, no tip? Okay. And then just like <laughs> taunts him with the money. Like, what a, what a little shit. And then I mean, Rob, Rob Schneider was also like b- extending his hand and like, you know, making a come hither motion of uh, right. give me that cash. Oh, he did, he did, the, he did the finger thing that, that yeah, means like, give money. Yeah, like, give me, give me. Like from the Simpsons when he goes, like, oh, the finger thing means money. Fucking Cedric. He, uh, I, I wrote down, of course Kevin doesn't know what tips are. He's a child. That's fair. In chi- yeah, in Chicago. Like, he doesn't know New York City luxury hotels. He lives in a house with 40 kids. He's not going to know what <laughs> tipping is. Okay, he doesn't, I, I don't even know how many siblings he has. Does he have just the, because every single time the movie's just like, there's like 14 kids in the movie. I oh. thought it was just Buzz and then the the Megan. I thought it was just the oh, two right. of them. Oh, right. Because there's also mm. cousins. Because Fowler's a cousin. Yeah. Right. It's a lot of people. Uh, oh. In- wow. Yeah. Actually, a lot of these are his brothers and sisters. But uh-huh. yeah, half of them are cousins. Half of them are brothers and sisters. So there's like five brothers and sisters and then like five cousins. Gotcha. 
Can I, I just say that when Catherine O'Hara was talking, every time I wanted to, like, I just, like, kept thinking she was going to use her Moira Rose voice. But, babe, like, David. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Why did you order all this room so fast? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Where's Excuse my me. Kevin? I seem to have misplaced the, <laughs> my child. <laughs> I've seemed to misplace this tiny person that came out of my vagina. I really want to be able to say baby like she says it, but I can't do it. Bebe. Is it bebe? Yeah, it's bebe. I've been, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I like, I'm in the shower and I practice my more rose voice. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need it. I mean, if you're going to be doing a whole improv show for Schitt's Creek at some point. <gasps> Yes, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure it's already happened. The way I heard of that show and that, that it was good was one time our, our friend Letitia, the night I met her, she gave me a ride home uh, and I sat in the car and she went, you watch Shit's Creek? And I was like, no. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to tell you everything about it. <laughs> Here's season one. <laughs> <laughs> she talked about, it was like, and it, then at the end, I was just like, by the way, I'm Jim and left. <laughs> is that is that improv Letitia with curly hair? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's the best. Is that how she's in your phone? <laughs> no, I just didn't want to say her last name because oh, it's okay. a pod. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's, no, that's, it's, that's fair. No. Otherwise, we just have to cut it out. Jim, what time is that at? I can I can no, bleep her out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah, we met my friend Beep, and you're like, <laughs> it's not like that one time I gave uh, first and last names of my schoolyard bullies. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That did happen. Did, did you also give out their addresses? I, I think I encouraged that. The street from me. <laughs> <laughs> Currently? Yes. 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 Still does. Cool. Oh, that's fantastic. Still lives at their parents' house. Yeah. Honestly, I'd do it right now. It sounds nice. It's I, Living I across the street the from your bully? No, no, no. Just living with my parents right now. That sounds lovely in the middle of this pandemic. I was considering going and staying at my parents because I live alone. Yeah. But then I remembered I'd have to be living with my parents. And I <laughs> I did that for three years after college. And I'm like, as lonely as I get living by myself during a pandemic, like, I really don't, I'm, I don't want to be told I'm fat every day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I do love the unfilteredness of parents. That's fun. My mom and I went to North Carolina uh, two weeks ago, and we were in the car for an hour. My mom already brought up how she wanted to pay for Weight Watchers for me. <laughs> And I was like, oh. I guess, but can we not talk about this? Oh, your mom's so subtle. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to make you mad, but maybe we should go on Weight Watchers. Jesus. What is with the drum it's roll? Like, she knows that I'm unhappy about me or her bringing it up, but she still brings it up anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was her form of leaving me at the airport as a child. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Do I, I, actually, I forgot, Jim. We talked about this last time for you. You have you been abandoned by accident? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I got banned a bunch as a kid. Sarah, have you? <laughs> my parents left me at church camp with Patch the Pirate. <laughs> I was there for weeks. <laughs> I was there for weeks, having to sing songs about obedience. <laughs> It's probably why I'm into some kinky shit now. Hey! <laughs> you lived a pirate's life for a little while, and it just really, really had, a la- now. <laughs> had a lasting effect on me. Look, my face is completely red. Good. <laughs> Good. 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 You can Not see that on the, the podcast. Fact- 
<laughs> Wait, is this recorded too? Like, you yeah, can you see can see the face? red. Yeah. Oh no, we're not recording the zoom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, it was like half of this conversation has just been oh, my boobs. We're live on Twitch right now. I also love that you just made it sound like it, half of this has been your boobs. Like, you've just been literally flashing us the internet. <laughs> No, oh, no, no, I just mean like my me adjusting myself. Like my body yeah. is like ninety percent Taco Bell, ninety percent boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, if we were recording this, I would have first of all got a better light, and second of all, <laughs> washed my hair today. <laughs> no, 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 you look fantastic, Jim. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, thank. Yeah, thank you. I do look fantastic, podcast audience. Look into your iPhone or whatever you're. Uh, Jimmy, you yeah. look fantastic. Oh. It was my Moira Rose voice. <laughs> I actually was thinking about this. I would have loved the movie, like the Home Alone series, if Eugene Levy was the dad instead. Like I don't, I don't, I don't care about the dad in these films at all. What's the? I don't know. Care? I don't even care about. Yeah, he really is. I don't know what that actor is. Or he looks what like he Bruce is. Willis, but he's not Bruce Willis. I said right. it. I've been saying it for years. It's John Hurd. Uh. Oh, if Eugene Levy was the dad, he'd be like, now Kevin. No, he would have been practical. He'd be like, no, my kid's missing. <laughs> yeah, he would have done a lot of arms. like, But then he'd be like, now Kevin, you have to understand. You have to be near us the whole time. Right. And then his eyebrows would have been amazing. And then Fred Willard would be there too because I always associate <gasps> those two. Do you know Fred Willard was like a regular uh, cast member on Sister Sister? Oh, really? Really? Wait, yeah, wait, wait. Been, I just started to watch that again. I don't remember that. Uh, he shows up in season four, because that's the season I am in my rewatch. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he, like, shows up, and he's, like, it's, like, the epitome of, like, cultural appropriation, because he's, like, this older principal, and he's, like, uh, you know, what's up, my friends? <sighs> and he, like, he's, like, what the hip-hop happening, y'all? And I'm, like, oh, boy. Man, I love Fred Willard. Yeah, he's so, I was just watching... <laughs> scenes of him in best in show last night mm. when he's like so what what are they doing now they're parading the dog around oh just like a woman am i right oh that's how i like to watch them going up and back like they are oh that's great so that's a that looks like a fast dog it's so funny i need to watch that that is on my watch list because Catherine o'hara and eugene levy's like just their their riffing is so delightful that i would imagine most of that movie as well was probably them just improvising is she you know, also mo- in mighty mo- wind yeah, they're all—they're pretty much all in the Christopher Guest movies, and mm-hmm. all the Christopher Guest movies are improvised. Like they have beat points, oh, nice. but they're—they're—they're they're, they're pretty much all improvised because, like, you have like Jane Lynch, and you know, most of the people who've been there came up through improv. Mm. They're fantastic. What, Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, uh, the classic waiting for one. Guffman. Waiting for Guffman. What was the? Oh my God! It's like the most famous one. This is Spinal Tap. I'm trying to like I'm looking up what Fred Willard's last project was because I watched it and it was he's just so funny. Uh, was it uh, uh, that uh, that one sketch show that was on Netflix? Oh yeah, I think this, you uh, leave. oh I think you should leave now is so funny. The guy was the head writer of um, SNL for a little while. Yeah, those were his uh, rejected bits. Yeah, he's got a really funny one about the election, like from a year ago. I'll have to find it and send it to you guys. It's really funny. Tim Robinson's very funny. I, I used to watch him back on, um, oh, what was that show? Oh, Detroiters. historical. He was also in historical roasts, and he was in Space Force. 
Oh, wait, you're talking about the new show, Space Force? Yeah. I just finished watching that. He's in it? He's in three episodes. I think it's in the beginning. That's weird. I didn't like that show, and I didn't really watch it that well, but... Yeah, I kind of gave up on it after, like, six episodes. Yeah, I only got a couple episodes in. I was not not a fan. Well, there we go, y'all. We just lost Netflix as a potential... Supporter of the podcast. <laughs> we just lost uh, uh, Steve Carell as a potential guest. <laughs> but we did talk about uh, I Think You Should Leave Now, which, you know, is very, like, you know, well-invested in, in Netflix. Okay, good, good, their, good, good. I'm just kidding. That was a little sarcastic. We're, we're safe in face. We also we're promoted uh, Pri- <laughs> Amazon Prime and uh, HBO Max at the very beginning, so I don't know <laughs> where we're going with this. Oh, my gosh. Is this circumventing ourselves to be we're as marketing heavy as Home Alone 2 is? Oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> hold on a second. We should also just put this out there. Coke or Pepsi, I don't care which one of you is listening, whichever one of you gets at us on the Twitter that I still need to make first, we got you. We will promote you every episode. <laughs> If you have me back on, I'll drink Diet Coke because I have a plethora of that in my fridge already. Nice. Actually, they can probably announce that and or just will know that it'll be a secret. You could just open up any can and I would, I'd would believe it. They actually have a very... Dis- so there's a thing with car- uh, cartoons, uh, commercials, where they have very specific sound design and the sound of a Coke being opened up and poured into a glass is a very specific sound. And when mm. you hear it, you're like, I want a Coke. Well, it's actually the when they do it on uh, the dis- the sound design of it, it's not an actual Coke can. It's like a button, and it's like they move specific waves or something. Mm-hmm. And it it's, you know, the sound is entirely manufactured. It's manufactured, sound even. <laughs> sound design is so interesting. Like, Foley stuff. I went to see Ben Folds live once. Oh. And, well, I've seen him many times live. But he likes to play the brown note. Which is like one of the notes that's such low and low frequency, like it's supposed to like make you shit your pants. Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> and he's like, I want to want to see how many of you shit your pants, and then he played the note for like a minute. Oh yeah. For the record, I did not shit my pants. That's fine. I'm okay with that. It would have been better story. Do you want to redo it and I'll edit out that first time? <laughs> Okay, and I shit my pants. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, yeah. please don't. Right. <laughs> please don't put that together. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We won't. I edit really that. don't. I, w- I would rather have me uh, saying it sounds Joe Pesci sounds like a dude coming painfully, as I said earlier, than <laughs> yeah, me no. saying I shit my pants. We need to keep oh, that no. in there. Now, you, now you're now I have it all, and I could have you saying, "Yeah, I totally calm in my pants." <laughs> I mean, I'm a girl, so. <laughs> Well. Not as messy. Ooh, female ejaculation. No, no. oh, I'm so nervous now. Uh, oh. I went I'm to not gonna lie. School. I didn't. I, I went to Christian camp with patches. I don't know about this. Patches the pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he has a resurgence after people hearing this. No, <laughs> he's dead. I hope he comes. <laughs> he died a murder. He died murder suicide many years ago. <laughs> oh my goodness! He had a song called Obedience, and you just really <laughs> again, once again, like <laughs> got took away the wrong lessons from that. Not the ones the Christian community intended me to take. Um, but it was really just them spelling it out. It was like O B E. Oh wow! E N C E. They made it fun. 
They made it fun, and learned how to spell. And I came out with the wrong idea. <laughs> oh, no. You know who could have listened, learned about obedience? Kevin McAllister. Hey, he's such a bad boy. <laughs> he's No, he's he's the worst kid ever. Uh, I, ha- I actually I had to note that one of the worst things that he did that could have actually killed one of them was the cement on the rope that he got Marv with, with, like, pulling the rope down in order to try to climb up, and then there's, like... A bag of cement 100 landed on him. him. Right, right, right. So, I mean, aside from being, like, electrocuted and becoming a skeleton, in terms of close to death, I would say that's probably one up there for for me in terms of almost killing one of them. He tried to ball up Joe Pesci. With what? Gasoline in the toilet. Yeah, okay. I guess, I don't know. Is that what, is, yeah. is that what the aim was? Yeah, because it, it does blow up. Mm. It, it's just, he just gets all the soot on his face, and he, like, looks at his teeth, and he's just like, we're fine here, and then he's out right. there. Then they leave the house. (laughs) I'm out of here. Hey, it's me, Joe Pesci. This is my impression of him. There's actually one moment that uh, I... I... I'm sorry, go ahead, Sarah. The moment's over. (laughs) It happened? The moment's over. Hold on, let's let's bring it back to 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 exactly where we can start it again. No, no, the moment's moment's died. This is my impression of Joe Pesci. I'm good at it. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, there's a part I where s- I wanted... <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Go ahead. This is my impression of Joe Pesci. I'm so good at it. I could have sworn he was in the room! <laughs> <laughs> the suspense was worth it. Oh, I'm so, so glad. glad we did that three times. <laughs> For the most cliche bit. <laughs> Good. Because I've not good. laughed this much in a long time. <laughs> good. That's our that's our aim here. It's really just to entertain ourselves. We might entertain one person, I think, a week, and that's honestly good enough for me, Jim. Does that work for you? I mean, yeah, perfect amount for me. If, if people walk away with this knowing about Patch the Pirate, Jeff Probst's dick, and, you know, the good conversation about Catherine O'Hara, I'm happy. If you can write all of that down, I think that's in the synopsis for the episode. If I could throw in another fact about Catherine O'Hara, I always Please get do. her confused with Catherine Keener. That's it. That's the, old, that's the end of that thought. Who's Catherine Keener? She's in Being John Malkovich. And the 40-year-old virgin. Yes, and the 40-year-old virgin. And she was the voice in Homecoming uh, that Julia Roberts took her part over for the uh, miniseries on HBO. Catherine oh. Keener. She She's a delight. Oh, yeah. Did you say 40-year-old virgin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was uh, the love interest. I'm really good at multitasking. I definitely was paying attention to both of you and Googling at the same time. Uh, yes, I do remember her. Oh, she's also in Get Out. She's the mom. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. seen that. Oh, I need to see it. She's Sorry, I was just I thinking about it. I haven't seen it either. Oh, it's very good. It's scary movies. Structured. Scary movies scare me. Like, the most scare level I can get is, like, American Horror Story. Well, I don't want to oh, announce it yet because we haven't even done the second series we're going to be doing, which we still haven't announced on this podcast yet. Uh, we should save it, right? I think. It's Tremors. Okay, it's Tremors. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about Tremors after Home Alone. Uh, but we're, we're doing scary stuff after that, just to switch it up. Which is going to be great, because it's going to be November, the scariest month there is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> we're the turkeys we're are terrifying. Every Halloween, we're going to watch a Christmas series, and every cr- Christmas, we're going to watch a, <laughs> a scary series. You know, this is a, uh, uh, just a recommendation for you. Oh, shoot, yeah. what is this movie called? Um, 
There's a ho- uh, there's a Thanksgiving horror movie. Thanksgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving. Yeah. My old neighbor made me watch it, and he was like a Trumper Tea Party person, <laughs> and he was like into this movie, and I'm like, holy shit, this is every bad thing about society. Oh. In one movie, the gravy flavored condom. Jim, I think there's three of them. I think there's three. I've definitely seen the first two. I I know I've seen the second one, uh, and I've seen the first one too. I didn't know there was a third one. If there is, it can be a movie that we review. They're really bad. Okay, then we won't do it. So bad. We won't do it. Oh, there is a three. Oh. This, I feel the like second movie is Thanks Killing 3. That's why. We shouldn't review movie series that are just all bad. I can't do that. <laughs> why not? We, uh, for the good ones, apparently all we talk about is nothing but... The, we talk about nothing that has to do with the movie. That's fair. Good point. When we watched All Dogs Go to, uh, and All Dogs Christmas Carol with Nick that one time, that might get released Aww. at some point. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that movie for the whole hour. Yeah, but I don't know what it is. I just get really bored talking about Macaulay Culkin eventually. Well, if you like, I said, if you guys talk about uh, the Mighty Ducks, I mean, there's enough to talk about in. Yeah. Oh man, what a treasure They're that real. movie is. Heavy, I, heavily oh. featured Philadelphia, or heavy feature on Philadelphia. I do like that. Uh, no, because uh, Goldberg's from Philly. He wears Flyers jerseys. Oh, that's why I loved Goldberg as a kid. Goldberg. I was a, I was a big. Uh, 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 Flyers fan as a kid. You know, in a lot of these like kids movies from the '90s, why they do like why do they do a lot of like collective Goldberg? Or I feel like they yell like the he yells at Marv a lot. Like, mm-hmm. what is like the yell the thing that's like the big hand the hip hands on your hips like. Mm, hum, hum. Well, I mean, you always kind of want that uh, the Three Stooges kind of like oh, there's we're all idiots, but for whatever reason, we're gonna always go back and forth between playing who's the biggest idiot for the moment, I guess. <laughs> It's it's funny you say that because I always think of that as a blue band group thing. Even though I know it's uh, it's a just rule of comedy groups that one of them is an outsider. But when I watch blue man group, I always think of that because it's like they're outsiders, but one of them is even more of an outsider. <laughs> right? They're all eating well, cereal, and one of them's got a huge box of cereal. That's the one of the rules of improv, like in terms of the comedy that you have like the fish out of water, and then you have like we're all kind of crazy. But this guy's just a little bit more right. crazy. Well, mm-hmm. that's what gives that's what gives Daniel Stern some of the better lines because I mean he gets to be like you smell that Marv and he's like fish and he's like no it's freedom and he's like no it's fish and he's like no it's 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 freedom and it's money and he goes okay and then fucking Marv walks away and he goes and it's fish <laughs> like he gets <laughs> he gets the best fucking like stupid lines like that. Uh, speaking of stupid lines, my favorite li- stupid line is when Kevin has to pretend he's his dad on the phone, and his mm. his line is, "How'd he do? This is Peter McAllister, the father." And the, that, that's how he tricks them into getting a reservation. Honestly, I'm surprised he didn't do like the three kids in a trench coat just to get in. Like that would have been just as effective, and I bet they would have fallen for that too. <laughs> Where's he gonna get two more kids? He has no friends. He's all, all his only other friend is a pigeon lady, and also the uh, the murderer next door. He could have gotten the kid from the sick kid from the hospital. <laughs> the one that he looks mm. out through a window and he's just like, I gotta save that kid. <laughs> you know, like, and it was the kid that he looked up the window uh, to was like looked just like Macaulay Culkin, but with <laughs> brown hair. Mm. Like, I see a reflection of myself. I'm a straight white boy. Ugh. 
I would have loved if he was like, I gotta save the hospital. I gotta save that kid. And then he like ran away, and then it like fades into the uh, into the hospital, and then a nurse just says, Yeah, you're dying later tonight. <laughs> this is your last night. This is your last night. You're not making. This is your last Christmas, kiddo. See you later. <laughs> All right, glad I'm not the lights. Light. <laughs> last Christmas, I gave you my life. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one having morbid thoughts through this entire movie. That's good. There was there actually when Kevin McAllister was running away from them uh, after the house trickery, and he almost gets hit by that bus right before he slips on the ice. I was like, that would have been a great ending if Kevin McAllister just got fucking just rocked by a fucking bus in New York City, and that's just the end of the film. Or well, either that, or he woke up at the children's hospital next to the kid with brown hair, <laughs> and they've got no money because he didn't actually catch the bandits. Right. <laughs> and the whole like, movie. No. The whole movie was just in his imagination. They actually never were supposed to go to Florida. They were just in New York visiting Uncle Rob, and he was in a was in a bus accident. And the whole movie is a dream. He was a ghost the I whole time. He <laughs> was a ghost. <laughs> One turtle dove flies with the other turtle dove. That's why he's not in number three. He's dead. <laughs> I just would have loved if like he's just laying in the bed and then. <laughs> They're like, you got hit by a bus, kid. And they're like, and also, we're closing down the hospital because Mr. Duncan couldn't give us money this year. So, and then they shut off all the lights and they and just Kevin McCallish is sitting in the dark. For 30 dead, minutes. With and a then dead the kid end. next to him. <laughs> no. We keep it wholesome here on Rotten Treasure. <laughs> uh, another thing about the toy store. Yeah. Um, so at midnight, they show the clock strike midnight, and they show the security guard locking up the toy store, and you see Kevin, and you see the robbers inside, and you're like, I, I just sat here and I yelled at the screen, I'm like, tell the security guy, it's midnight, they're in there! You right. could have saved yourself all this trouble! You didn't have to break a window. <clears throat> he didn't have to do so many things. He could have just been like, hey, uh, actress from The Breakfast Club, I'm lost. In New York by myself. First time he could have saved himself. Like, Wait, <laughs> who was what? The Ali Sheedy? Uh, yeah, she's she's the the one who works at the airport. The first one when he lands in New York, and he's like, "Hey, is what city is that?" And she's like, "That's New York. I'm not going to be worried that a ten year old's asking me that by himself." <laughs> oh my god, that is. I didn't Ali realize Sheedy. that was Ali Sheedy. Yeah, because I'm like the like uh, Catherine O'Hara kind of looks like Molly Ringwald. Yeah, I can see that. You know, Catherine O'Hara also doesn't age. Like, she looks yeah, no. essentially the same. It's been 20 years. It's been 30 years. I'm sorry that I said 20. I love... Oh, man, I just love her. She can pull... She's- yeah, no. She's amazing. She's amazing. I used to um, make fun of my ex-girlfriend by saying, you know, you look like that girl from The Breakfast Club. And she'd go, Molly Ringwald? And we'd- I'd go, no, Ali Sheedy. And then she'd get very mad. I'd be like, she's still pretty. Why? She's awesome both pre and after the she didn't have was, to be after either by the way the problem was she looked a lot like ali sheedy so uh that made her upset oh it's people don't like the truth even if the truth is flattery is that put a that, line from something no i made that up that's good put that on a pillow jim yeah you should make that one of the uh, quotation marks for your for the uh podcast description Oh, I was gonna put it on my gravestone, but all right, I could put I could put it there. Yeah, all ask, around. Ask, you should ask your parents for a gravestone for Christmas. Now I'm just gonna have to put my backup, which was "Suck Brick Kid." Mmm. Ooh, thank you for reminding me. At one point, Buzz calls his little brother a trout sniffer. 
which is great. I googled, and Urban Dictionary says that that's a lesbian. So he yeah, basically just called his little brother a lesbian, I guess. Because yeah, vagina smells like fish. We all know this. Right. right. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> I'm up on I'm up on the uh, the vagina monologues. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you got your. Did you? I think you googled wrong. Yeah, I could I could I was about to go into my vagina's angry. It is. It's pissed off. <laughs> it is, and it wants to talk. It wants to talk to you. It wants to talk about all this shit. I have most of the genre monologues memorized. I've been in them or directed them like ten times. Oh no way! Huh. Yeah, I know. Raging feminist, I am. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. Anything about the vagina monologues other than the fact that they exist. And that they're called the vagina monologues? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a pandemic, Jim. We got so much time on our hands. I always thought it was... I, if Without looking it up, my, what I envisioned it was women come on and talk about uh, their plight as women. They go on stage and do that. Like, that's how I always... That's what I always thought it was. Uh, Eve Ensler uh, did a series of interviews with women around the world uh-huh. um, around different topics about their experiences of being a woman or like rec- or claiming their uh, gender identity as a woman. And so she has uh, a number of pieces that are actual true stories from women around the world. And then there's signature pieces that they add in later on, like you can pick a few. Um, so like it's always kind of like evolving. So like they added, um, <clears throat> they add a, a added a piece called "They Beat the Girl Out of My Boy" about trans women, and they mm-hmm. added in a piece um, about um, Native American women, especially because domestic violence is more prevalent in uh, Native American communities, uh, like in on reservations. Mm. Um, and they added in pieces about. Um, uh, there was one about Baghdad um, and uh, a couple other like Middle Eastern countries and the bombings and like acid killing uh, acid uh, killings that, that are done in, against women there. So it's they're actually quite moving. Does anyone have any leftover notes that they want to bring up? Oh boy, oh boy, it's time for the leftover notes already. It's my favorite part. Try the, the stairs. Oh this yeah. I will go up the stairs. Good idea, Kevin McAllister. You <laughs> dumb idiot. You got hit with paint cans. Kid who has tried to murder me on multiple occasions. Sure, of course I'll listen to you. Also, where are the neighbors in this in, in uh, New York City? Where oh, were the oh, neighbors? Yeah, this this house there should be a, packed. Yeah. Yeah. What if, let's talk talking about uh, vagina monologues? What about the bystander effect? Like <laughs> they obviously hear violence in their neighborhood. Who's calling the police? There's yeah, actually, actual fire. Yeah, there are there is men falling from burning ropes outside of a building, and nobody is calling the police. An explosion went off, and they were just like, "Yeah, that's about it, that, oh that crazy McAllister household." No, that's totally fine. Ooh, uh, one of the what's f- Rob up to now. There, I found out some really random things that I don't need to know, like uh, like Kevin. No, I, I even wanted to call him Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin, the real <laughs> human being. He got paid four point five million dollars to do this sequel. Did he um, get emancipated from his parents or something? Because his parents didn't like give him any of the money. I Was didn't get to look that up in time for this. I, no, I don't think you're making that up. I think he's had financial issues with his parents for sure. They were fighting back and forth, I believe. Yeah, he he might have been able to because there's a thing called the. I think it's Jackie O'Hare is the person. It's whoever played Uncle Fester in the original uh, 
Adam's family. He was a child actor in the like nineteen in like nineteen fifteen. He was in like Charlie Chaplin movies, and his <laughs> parents took all of his money. So they made laws be, uh, because of him. And it's like basically you can get emancipated from your parents if they take all your money. Uh, the woman who plays Karen Foster in Step by Step, she her parents took all of her money, so she started a nonprofit. Oh, and no like way. she does that now instead of act she like hmm. takes care of child actress yeah, people don't need to act forever leave rick moranis alone if he doesn't want to keep coming act- oh no that's a t- that's a sore subject sorry i forgot that he was uh he was assaulted what recently what oh yeah he was what yeah what? oh you didn't see that blowing up your phone yeah uh I, I, one of the articles the first ones it was just like i don't care if you're right or left like politically everyone should be mad about rick moranis being beaten up and i was just like okay <laughs> What this a is good where we guy. meet. Yeah. He, he left acting and comedy to take care of his kids mm. after his wife died of breast cancer. Give right. that man a medal. And by right. a medal, I mean, you know, he's doing what every person should do, regardless of gender roles. Not everybody has to keep acting. Yeah, no, get that, get that life. Uh, on a similar controversial note, uh, I wrote, wow, the World Trade Center was tall. Yeah, I actually, when they were panning, I was like, oh, that's going to be that, isn't it? And yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. they showed the World Trade Center a bunch in it. And I was like, well, I mean, for like two seconds. But I was still like, oh, wow, that building was really tall. Uh, also, the view from LaGuardia. Like, I lived in New York and worked in New mm-hmm. York City for a long time. What? And like, no one has that view of New York anywhere. Yeah, they had to fudge some stuff for sure. Yeah, like the LaGuardia, you're just like that's too far to see that clear distance. They got all the like the, the perfect shots, and we're just now hearing uh, that you lived in New York. Oh yeah, I used to work in New York City. <laughs> oh yeah, that is so weird. Okay, great. So we're gonna have to make this be an hour and a half podcast because I also lived in New York City. You did what? Wait. I w- yeah, I went to school there for three years. I went to the School of Visual Arts. Was it in from anywhere between 2008 and 2010? I was there from 2006 to 2009. So, yes. Oh, so we overlapped so, six months. Yes. I actually have a New York City-related thing with this movie. Um, I almost forgot to talk about it. Uh, so he goes to the tree, right? Like, that's the place where Kevin McAllister's mom is like, oh, I know where my son is. Yeah. He's at the Rockefeller Center. There was a year where I was with my friends, and we were walking around in, like, the underground thing near Rockefeller Center. Like, there's a whole, like, shopping plaza deal underground. And then we took an elevator to go up onto the street, and it's right next to the tree. And as soon as our elevator got up, and it's a see-through elevator, the tree lit up. So people have been waiting, and like streets back, to watch this thing light up, and we just happened to pop up and see it happen exactly when it was supposed to happen. Like the first I tried lighting. to go, I tried to go to a, the tree lighting one year, maybe two thousand and nine. 2010 mm-hmm. but my um we like waited forever it was so cold we had to go to the bathroom ultimately we got out like we waited for like an hour and a half in line mm-hmm. and my friend was like oh, we're done and then so we went and watched it at a bar at a like a block away and as soon as we got out of line the line started moving and i was like ah damn it <laughs> and um, i'm the little asshole that just popped in there was like thank you for the little perfect mixture like little uh, magic moment bye, bye. Yeah, and I think Celine Dion was singing that year, and, like, my little, like, precious baby heart was like, no, Celine! Oh, I would love to see Celine Dion. My heart will not go on! <laughs> uh, and the the tree is never that empty. I remember watching it and being like, 
there is literally no one there. Like, yeah. I don't care what time of night it is. Yeah. yeah. There, there is always people at that yeah. tree. That's, but yeah, it's a tourist city. I mean, Manhattan, yeah. that's what it is. It's just, it's Disneyland, but for restaurants. Plus yeah. 30 I was when I worked at when I worked in Manhattan, I remember having to I lived in Jersey City Heights and I remember having to come into the city at like 5 a.m. And that might have been the only time I had seen streets mildly empty, but there mm. was still a bunch of people walking around. Yeah, but it was like the quietest I've ever, ever seen the city. I used to work in Times Square at Bubba Gump Shrimp. So I would get out of work at sometimes Aww. at like 2 a.m. And yeah, there was still a little bit of activity for sure. But it is really weird to be out in New York City around that time. I can't believe you worked at Bubba Gump Shrimp. Oh, I got to learn all the facts about Forrest Gump and, and, and like unnecessary information for uh, Stump the Gump trivia. We did that while people waited for their food. Um, Can we do some right now? Uh, sure. Uh, what kind of shoes was Jenny wearing uh, when they got married? Mary Jane's. Well, that's the podcast, everyone. Uh, that thank you all for listening. Uh, that's the stumper. Yeah. No. Now, honestly, you're gonna have to look that up yourself. One real question for you: Will Bubblegum Shrimp and Co. Uh, sponsor you? Bu- Bubblegum Shrimp. Bubble- what, what did I say? Bubblegum Shrimp. Bubblegum oh. Shrimp. <laughs> uh, will they? Will they sponsor you? No, I thought you were trying to bring back bubblegum from Home Alone, but uh, I hope so, no. yeah. I'm good at a callback joke. I mean, honestly, I wasn't that good of an employee there, so probably not. Do you know Tom Hanks? Woof. Do I know Tom Hanks? Yeah. I heard a conspiracy theory that he... <laughs> <laughs> I really, actually, I did at the beginning of quarantine. I heard this, like, conspiracy theory that he was, like, a really bad person, and he was, like, in this, like, ring of something... But then it looks like it's not true when I was pleased because I was been very sad. I like Tom Hanks. He's you say like he's in a ring of something? Do you mean like he's been like a fight club or something? I hope so. No, it's like a, a ring of fire. And it just boom, turns boom, out he's a, he's a really big fan <laughs> of that Johnny Cash song. I think that was the that was the conspiracy. <laughs> and then he was in Home Alone. He was in the airport scene. <laughs> he's going to be in Home Alone 6. I hope so. He's going to replace the dad. No, he's going to replace Kevin McAllister. It's just going to be Tom Hanks left alone on Christmas. It's literally going to be a fending off his house. I would 100% watch that. Oh my god. He's got like no. the ropes. Have you ever seen the Carly Rae Jepsen video for I Really, Really, Really Like You? It's just Tom Hanks. Like, oh my god. Yes. It's yes, just I Tom Hanks like mouthing along to the. Oh. Like lip syncing the music video. When I was in college, I went through a really heavy uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, as one does. Yeah, phase and because uh, what what was it called it was really popular then. The really popular. Call me song. maybe. Yeah, call me maybe. Call me maybe. I'm over here actually imagining Tom Hanks bursting into like a like a like a someone's office, being like, "Look, <laughs> Kevin Callister was meant for me. I'm doing this remake. <laughs> I've played everybody else." <laughs> And he's just like the, ah! I, I need this I role. I need to complete. I kind of want to. My time as an actor. I want to write to his uh, agent, his like representation, and be like, "Here's a here's a pitch for you." I'm not just, against it. All you gotta do is send him a nice typewriter, and he'll be like, "Yes, I would. That's a great idea." Did you? But they need to bring back Joe I, Pesci and Daniel Stern, though. 
<laughs> and and Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Oh yeah, this whole thing. You know what? No, let's just remake the first movie. It's exactly the same, frame for frame, except it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do it they so just that... they just it's... green screen him in. Like they just yeah. put him in the back, and like they superimpose Tom Hanks's body. Oh, so we go spend twenty dollars to go to the movie theater because we can still do that now. I hope. And would... it's just the that movie, just like kind of cop, no, like pasted his face over <laughs> Kevin McAllister. I like the idea of Tom Hanks being literally everybody in the movie. So he's okay. Catherine O'Hara. He's the dad. He's, he's a little kid who pees the bed. Yeah, he's falling. It's just him holding a tarantula. Guys, I think what we're he's describing is this. This is called a sketch, and this should never be an. This should never be any longer than twelve minutes. <laughs> I would 100% watch 156 minutes of this. Oh my god. That's so no. long. I know. I was, last <laughs> night when I was, I turned, I, I turned down Home Alone 2 after the debate last night. So I was on a good little wine buzz. Oh boy! Of boxed wine, um, I had to t- I had to message my upstairs neighbor and say, "Sorry, I've been yelling so much." Um, <laughs> I'm watching Home Alone. I'm watching Home Alone. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> I like about like an hour and fifteen minutes in, I was like, "Shouldn't this be wrapping up by now?" No. And I'm like, it hasn't even. I'm like, how was I this like entertained as a child? Like I was very much in like it, movies used to be two hours long, and now they're either like one minute like an hour 20 minutes or like two and a half hours like there's no in between there's no this is 120 minutes. minutes wow the no i thought it was like 100 like it was it was almost two hours yeah it's, which it's is like 120 so minutes. minutes oh yeah. I, I, did wrong. <laughs> I, 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 I thought you said an hour and 20 minutes and no, I was 100, like, 120. no 100 very clearly not what i said i'm so sorry it is one of those like weirdly long kids movies where you're like wrap it up already like there's a half hour could have been cut of this no but they they no they milked it they milked what they had yeah i mean honestly like i was entertained the whole time but i was just like Wow. Yeah. Like, we've still got 45. I'm going to turn this off and watch this while I'm working tomorrow. Mm. The wet bandits totally haven't fair. even showed up. Or oh, the sticky bandits. I love how they uh, they become the sticky bandits and he's just grabbing hats off of people with his sticky hand. Oh, yeah. When he's just thieving at the uh, the ice rink. Yeah. That when was he's my just, note. You know, doing some casual thieving. It is. It's adorable thieving. Like, he's not, you're not even mad at him. He's just like, doink. <laughs> Stole these I gloves. <laughs> If creating improv teams was still a thing, uh, casual thieving would totally be what I would call <laughs> my next improv team. Casual thieving. Is it too late to clam- change the name of the podcast? Casual thieving? <laughs> casual thieving. Doesn't make any sense, but... Nope. <laughs> my last improv, t- like my all-ladies teams were Clamor of Harpies, but we were going to call ourselves Fancy Neighbors before mm. we change. I do like, but Clamor of Harpies is also like... It kind of gets the essence of the team a little bit better. Because I've seen you guys. I saw you at, I think it was an all-women's festival. Oh, Bechtel Test Fest? Yeah, yeah. That was... That was actually one of our best sets. It was very fun. It was... uh, I had a lot of fun in the audience. It was really good. thank you. You're welcome. I I do This is actually... No, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, please, please. No, I was actually just going to say... uh, This is a... This is a... Let's start back over. Let's go back to one. Let's go back to (laughs) one. Do it again. It's like he's in the room. <laughs> Get one more callback in there. Good. All right. Oh. Um, 
Man, I love callback jokes. Oh, it's so important. <laughs> They're so well, easy. I you just say a thing from earlier. <laughs> you distracted me. I was going to say the thing, but it's gone. What was the thing? What were we just saying? Was it wrapping David. Up? No, that is not what we were just talking about. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to do. I was going to ask you, um, do you have any things to promote as a, as a performer? <laughs> that was the wrap-up question I was talking about. Oh, is that the wrap-up question? <laughs> yes. Is that the only one we're going to wrap up with? I thought we were going to talk for 20 more minutes after that question. No. I was just laughing because who does anything comedic performance-wise? Daddy issues. I have... Well, that's true, but you guys are put together. I've been... I, I I've been trying to do a, like a virtual show with uh, my like my, I'm in a duo. Praise Rachel. We've been talking about doing because we can't do our monthly show anymore. We've been talking about doing something. We have a little thing in like what we're talked about doing, like just you know making fun of Rachel Ray online, but nothing <laughs> nothing nothing firmed up. I mean, if you just check real quick to make sure that Instagram's available. You said it's Praise Rachel. Uh, I don't think we have an Instagram, but we're on um, just Facebook. Snag it. Oh, it's on Facebook? Yeah, we're, we do Facebook. Okay, praise Rachel. Check it out. Praise Rachel. It's very fun. Praise Rachel. Praise. I'm too afraid to do praise. a duo. Duos are fun. Like, honestly, like, I need to have, for me, I, I hide in larger groups, but, like, if mm. I'm in, like, one or two people, I can really, like... I don't know, I feel more comfortable, so it's, I think they're easier, because you definitely know it's just on you and the other person. Right. Yeah, you're kind of forced to do it. Yeah, maybe that's actually a good thing. I feel like it's something that maybe I just need to, like, practice and try doing. I know you that were, I, uh, you were I did a duo. Kelso that one time. Yeah, I did, a, I did a duo show at my birthday, which was after I had gotten drunk and stoned, and then tried to do comedy with my friend at, like, what, midnight? Midnight? something like that kelso tried to try climb a cat tower and you were like get off of there yeah our but name like, was real kelso we went by hot hot mess h-a-w-t mess and we were we yeah we delivered on that we were quite a mess do you kai do you want to do a duo with me casual thievery that's what we're gonna go with <laughs> It's going to be uh, a podcast improv uh, episode every week, and it's going to be on right after Rotten Treasure. <laughs> and, oh, as if we're, like, on TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to put a, a still of the words Rotten Treasure on television, and then us on TV going, I heard that guy died of a murder-suicide. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> Is this going to be the longest-running bit on our... On our podcast, <laughs> I can't wait. It's my favorite. <laughs> do you want me it's, to do you do you want me to come back later and talk about Patches the Pirate? Yes, please do. Oh my god, yeah. please do. No, honestly, we're probably gonna bring Pat. Can you see if he's available? You can't look I, I, him up because well, it I don't think comes he'd, up as SpongeBob. I don't think he'd come. I don't think he'd come for this. <laughs> well, it can't hurt to send an email. It's fair. We can pretend. <laughs> I know he might have fallen from the ways of God in the past think, 20 years. Well, even if... I think this is a pretty Christian-friendly podcast. <laughs> oh. All right. I've been here once, and I can tell that it's not. No. <laughs> this is pretty indicative of what the other one was like, too. My computer's going to die. Oh, that's I think that's what we for wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, come back next week. We'll watch Home Alone three. Thank yes, you. please, uh, please do join us. We'll be coming back with Hen Smith for Home Alone three. Oh, is Hen coming? Yay! Yeah! Yay!